Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In this episode of The Bell Tale, chaos at Dublin Airport. Disgraceful, ridiculous and a shambles. This is how angry passengers queuing outside Dublin Airport for hours described the situation. 50,000 people yesterday and you don't know what caused these delays. People were going mad like there was no security or, you know. I see a lot of people different nationalities getting very angry and distressed cross i even see one person arrested i am frustrated i'm angry i am scared it was total chaos cancelled flights and mile-long queues for security passengers arriving here at dublin airport this morning had to join the queue outside t1 out on the road this queue then goes into the bridge that leads to the car park here before again snaking out and around the entire length of the entire terminal building i'm embarrassed to see so many people from so many countries see our country and this organization displayed in this way this is a national embarrassment there is no two ways about it what went wrong and what can you do when your flights get cancelled? DAA said there was just not enough staff on duty or enough security lines open to cope with passenger numbers. The authority said anyone impacted should contact a member of its team. The DAA will seek to reimburse any extra costs incurred. We're very apologetic to the, the, the passengers this morning. We know this isn't good enough. We talked to travel journalist Simon Calder and consumer journalist Siobhan McGuire, who presents the Irish Independence Indo Daily podcast. Simon and Siobhan, welcome to the Bell Tale. Siobhan, what's going on? Well, Kieran, what's been happening at Dublin Airport? Uh, first started in March of this year, really, uh, where people were arriving at the airport, looking forward to a holiday and then uh, being held up with massive delays. So over the last weekend, for example, uh, over a thousand people missed their flights due to these delays. The problems are uh, trying to get through or clear security in good time uh, to, to get to your flight. So the advice uh, up to now has been if you're on a short haul flight to arrive two and a half hours before your flight and then allow for three and a half hours before um, a long haul flight. But of course, this has resulted in absolute chaos because you have so many passengers. And remember, this is kind of peak travel times as well. You've so 
so many uh, passengers showing up at the same time and pretty much um, standing still for hours on end. I mean, we saw images from Dublin airports uh, that was so shambolic of people queuing right around the block, if you like, going across um, the bridge between terminals even. Uh, It was absolute chaos. Now, I mean, one of the questions that occurs to me, are people turning up too early? I had a flight at Easter and I turned up in very good time, I have to say. And when I entered the main airport terminal, the queues were horrendous and I thought I mightn't even catch the plane. As it turns out, 45 minutes later, I was through security. So maybe could we be exaggerating how early we're turning up? Uh, at this time, I don't think so. I think Dublin Airport is erring on the side of caution because it is an absolute mess in in terms of of staffing, Kieran. And it's not just affecting Dublin Airport. Um, it, we see in the UK, uh, Birmingham, Gatwick are bu- all experiencing exactly the same thing. Um, same problems in the Netherlands over the weekend. The reasons for this is that nobody was going anywhere over the last two years. So a lot of staff were let go by various airports, Dublin Airport included. And now that we can travel again, um, the staff simply aren't there to cope with the the huge levels in demand. And I suppose the man in the streets question would be, well, hold on, this is all predictable. Aircraft are booked in advance. How did they not know how many people would be trying to board a plane and therefore why did they not recruit staff in advance to deal with that? Well, that is an excellent question, Kieran. And um, I've seen Dublin Airport staff um, speak across numerous reports this week and they are holding their hands up and saying, look, we're sorry, this shouldn't happen. We are trying to deal with it. We're very apologetic to the, the, the passengers this morning. We know this isn't good enough. We expect better of ourselves in Dublin Airport. We will get there. It's just taking time at the moment as we grow back. But as I flagged earlier, we, we first saw this happen around March and that's when all the staffing shortages really properly came to light and we started to understand that there is a a bit of a problem in terms of the recruitment process in Dublin Airport. So you could argue that from March until now that there should have been ample opportunity to try and get extra bodies in and try and get people back employed in the airport to handle the fact that yeah, the summer is coming, the summer is here and uh, the numbers of passengers are going to basically fluctuate and increase beyond what you would have been coping with earlier in the year. And Simon, could we be making things worse by turning up too early? And maybe some of the things we do is delaying everything. For example, I see many people arriving at security and they seem surprised to see it there. (laughs) Well, I think we've all forgotten um, about the the pesky uh, security rules. In particular, I'm hearing uh, lots and lots of bags. I used to actually search bags at uh, at Gatwick Airport. And um, uh, yeah, as soon as anybody's bag needs to be um, pulled out for separate screening, that slows everything right down. And it seems as though lots of people who haven't flown for a while have kind of forgotten that um, the uh, liquids rule still applies. Nothing bigger than 100 millilitres in a clear plastic bag, etc., separate from the rest of your luggage. And so um, that's slowing things down. But the other um, bit of passenger behaviour, which isn't helping, 
it sounds ridiculous. People are getting to the airport too early. Um, if I can give you an example, suppose you've got a 10 o'clock in the morning flight from um, Belfast International. You might think, OK, well, I'm going to turn up at um, uh, five o'clock in the morning for that because I'm going to be absolutely sure that I make my holiday. It's really important to me and it's going to be horrible. I'm going to be waking up at four in the morning, but um, it will be worthwhile. So you get there at five and um, that's fine and you'll certainly get your flight. The trouble is you will also be standing in the way of all the people who want to um, uh, get a, um, uh, a seven o'clock flight. Um, yeah, we're actually travelling to Portugal, but yeah, we actually arrived really early today. Like, our flight's not until 20 past 8 this evening. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you're giving yourself plenty Yeah, because, like, well, we haven't gone away in, like, four years, so, like, we're just m making sure we're going to make the flight, like. And certainly, yeah, my rule is I, I would normally turn up two hours to go and expect to kind of go straight through. But if you're standing in my way, for your flight in five hours time, then things are going to get quite bunged up quite quickly and um, it will get very, very messy and stressful. And Siobhan, you've missed a flight and people have missed their flight, a thousand people at the weekend. What can you do in those circumstances? Right, so if you missed your flight because of these delays, um, Dublin Airport has said that they will actually reimburse people. Um, now, these were delays specifically on May the 29th. And what they've done, Kiron, is ask customers to email uh, customer experience at dublinairport.com. And what will follow is that the person will receive a, a claim form that can then be returned along with receipts for out-of-pocket expenses. And that includes actually rebooking flights or extra accommodation and transport costs um, but the DAA will not uh, be covering the costs of missed holidays or events so um, you know it kind of raises the question I've missed my flight therefore there is that whole knock-on effect that I have I've now missed out on on a hotel a non-refundable hotel perhaps um, or even you know car hire on the other side Um what I would always recommend people to do is familiarise themselves with their flight rights. And um, the Commission for Aviation Regulation has flightrights.ie. And that particular website will tell people exactly what their rights are in terms of getting um, uh, compensated. And Simon, do you have anything to add to that? One of the great shames of this uh, horrible business is that while sometimes the airlines have been uh, completely straightforward about what your entitlements are. Others have not. So if your flight is cancelled um, at short notice, and that means anything um, less than two weeks, then the airline um, has to compensate you, cash compensation, unless it can prove that uh, the cancellation was beyond its control, for example, because of something like uh, uh, security issues or uh, bad weather. But uh, the presumption is they'll owe you cash. But whatever the cause of the cancellation, they also have to um, get a. Uh, uh, th th they also have to find you an alternative flight. And if the only one available is on a rival airline, and they have to buy you a business class seat. So let's suppose you're, um, as, as happened on Tuesday morning, your George West Belfast City to Gatwick flight is cancelled. If there's only one seat left, and that's on British Airways in business class, EasyJet have to pay for that. There is no defence. They, 
They can't say, wait, unless they can get you there on the same day on a different flight. If they say, sorry, your next flight's on Thursday, um, then they, they really don't have any choice but to pay for that seat. But they're not, um, in, from what I can see, they're not telling passengers about that right. And they are also, um, well, they are very upfront about hotel accommodation. If you have to stay overnight, then they will either provide you with a hotel or they will uh, meet your um, uh, your expenses. And sometimes they try and cap that and say, uh, oh, we're only paying up to 150 quid or something. In a real crisis, when loads of flights have been cancelled, you, you might have to pay two, three hundred pounds. And um, they can't defend that sort of uh, claim either, as long as you can make it clear that uh, you tried everything and that was the only room available. But as you say, the problem is that people find it difficult to contact the airlines by... How, how do you contact oh, them? Oh, yes. That, 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 that way is, is, it, it is madness. Thanks for calling EasyJet. Just so you know, we're getting a lot of calls today. So if you need to speak to one of our advisors, it's going to take a little longer than usual to answer your call. So they'll say, Kieran, we're really sorry we've cancelled your flight. Click here to um, rebook on another uh, EasyJet flight. Now, um, you can have a look, and clearly that should be your first port of call, but if it doesn't work out, then uh, you will need to go for another airline and very often pay for that and then claim it back. Um, but they, they will also um, actually end up uh, uh, giving you a, a um, offer of a refund, which you probably don't want because you want to get to your destination. And on top of that, they'll offer you a voucher. And I don't know why anybody would ever accept a voucher. Uh, there's no incentive for you doing so. And um, um, I, I, it's, um, it, it's uh, yeah, just one of those um, awful things where they some people will accept a voucher. More fool them, I'm sorry to say. And Simon, we've been discussing the situation, the pandemonium in Dublin Airport. But they're not alone. No, um, Dublin is certainly making, you know, it is certainly a podium um, finisher, I would say, after the uh, terrible scenes that we saw, particularly on Sunday. Um, bear, bear in mind that Dublin has sort of quietly, well, at least until the COVID pandemic, grown to become really one of the um, uh, major airports of Europe. And of course, extremely useful for people traveling from Northern Ireland to have a choice of, of uh, well, uh, four airports, if you. If, if you count um, City of Derry as well as uh, International and uh, Belfast City airports, and of course, far wider range of flights, um, no air passenger duty, so often cheaper. Um, so that's great, unless, uh, and again, it's the same same problem, getting people back into the aviation industry after a few years, um, that they, they simply couldn't cope this last weekend. Um, ended up with over a thousand, I understand, people missing their flights. Utterly miserable for them, and uh, of course, uh, very expensive as well as being very stressful. And obviously, uh, we can see it ourselves when we go to the airport. It's an extremely intense job. The responsibility is huge because literally, you're trying to stop people bringing bombs on planes. But as well as that, it's, it's not very well paid. So that recruitment isn't easy, is it? 
It's not, Kieran, and you really have to feel for the staff who, who are working through all of this at the airport because, um, you know, there, there, there has been an issue over the, the kind of hours expected of people to work. I mean, there was talk that, you know, you would work, as, uh, I think it was 20 hours, but you had to be, actually be available for 40 hours in a particular week. Now, Dublin and the airport has said this is not the case. However, it does raise a big question mark over the conditions uh, for workers in the airport. Now, people standing in queues, uh, waiting to even get into the terminal, Kiron, are not going to be the, the happiest of folks at the best of time. And add on a toddler or two or a couple of grumpy teenagers into the equation, and you have a family reaching security staff, um, not feeling great at all, not appreciating the fact that that uh, security staff worker has probably had to put up with an awful lot of of harassment or, or put up with an awful lot of annoyance from people because of the delays uh, that are being caused. So I do think we have to take into account that um, it, it's unpleasant for people trying to get on the plane and get away, but it's deeply unpleasant for people who are there to work and have no other choice but to put in the eight hours or, or whatever the, the shift is and uh, get through the day knowing that people for the most part, are not happy. Also, for the infirm or sick passengers, people, obviously, who really couldn't queue for more than an hour or so, what's, are there special provisions for those people? Yes, there are, Kieran, And there's a, a number of ways um, you can get in touch with Dublin Airport because basically the onus will be on you and, and your party to flag that there is somebody who perhaps um, has mobility issues or indeed and um, we, we heard about this in terms of the queuing over the weekend where there were children with autism you know finding it very very uncomfortable to be standing in a queue for hours on end so you can request assistance you, you need to contact notify your airline travel agent or tour operator with the kind of the details of your assistance requirements and you have to do that at least 48 hours in advance of the departure of your flight. Um, so again, it's about reaching out, letting the, the airline and the airport know exactly what your needs are um, and it should be catered to. Now, obviously, we did hear the, the horror stories from over the weekend, Kieran where people were kind of feeling a little bit stranded and, uh, you know, that there were, uh, say, elderly people or people with mobility issues who didn't feel that they had the full support uh, on the day. But again, it is something that you need to flag and uh, need to make sure that you have some correspondence with your airline on this in advance. Travelling by yourself, I always find is fine. Travelling with your mates is great. With kids, it's, it's not so much agree more it's a really really tough time not least because when you've got kids and they're at school you are by definition talking uh, talking about traveling in the peak period and that's going to be an absolute misery for you um because that's when you're going to get the most number of travelers and very sadly as we've seen particularly uh, over the past week or so it's when you get the most cancellations so um yeah all i can say is that the vast majority of people families will get away yes you've got to get used to the idea that um, you're going to have a long queue when you go there and quite possibly when you get back a long queue for passport control but but overall it's going to be a, um, a, a, a 
a good experience for the vast majority of people. Um, but otherwise, yeah, crikey, I've tra traveled with kids. Um, <laughs> I've ended up sleeping on the floor of um, Oslo Airport, but that wasn't the airline's fault. That was entirely my fault. So um, uh, I, I apologize uh, profusely to my children um, who still recall it. COVID testing, Simon. Where are we at with that? Yeah, oh, great, great question, because lots of people sort of have forgotten about COVID and think, oh, well, we haven't got any rules in Northern Ireland anymore, so therefore they don't exist anywhere. Well, no, they exist in large quantities. So let's take the US, obviously a favourite destination. They still require a pre-departure lateral flow test, um, and that is... Um, unfortunately very very uh, annoying for a lot of people you might lose your holiday it's also going to cost you money uh, to, to get that test and people are always asking me when are they going to drop it and my guess is october and that's because um over the past couple of years the americans have been lamentable first uh, donald trump and then i'm sorry to say joe biden um, really slow at opening up to the, U uh, the the US, even when the US had far higher COVID rates than Northern Ireland and the whole of the rest of Europe. So I don't have, hold out any hope for that. They're not paying any attention to the uh, inbound to the US tourism industry. Spain, meanwhile, they've just opened up to unvaccinated travellers who take a lateral flow test. Please don't book any tests until you absolutely are sure that you needed them because uh, in many cases you book a test and then they rules change and you don't need it anymore. And guess what? The travel company doesn't particularly want to uh, give you your money back. EasyJet. Many people with flights booked with EasyJet seem quite concerned. What's happening there? Right. The main problem, which is most certainly affecting uh, travellers in Northern Ireland, particularly uh, flying to and from both Belfast City and Belfast International, is that um, EasyJet simply has too many flights on offer from Gatwick uh, that it simply cannot operate. And that's due to, well, effectively, of course, the uh, extraordinary um, COVID pandemic, the way that that turned um, uh, the UK from having the best aviation industry in, in Europe to, uh, well, something which is pale shadow of its former self, Everybody hoped things would get back to normal this summer. And indeed, EasyJet actually said, we're going to go even better than we did last um, last year. We're, we're going to, um, oh, sorry, before the pandemic, we're going to put on our biggest ever program of flights from Gatwick. Now, a number of those go to uh, Belfast International and to Belfast City. And a lot of those are being cancelled at extremely short notice. So, yep, first thing... Um, Tuesday morning, um, uh, travellers uh, going to Gatwick Airport to ready to fly to George West, Belfast City. Um, they learnt at, I think, um, about three o'clock in the morning that their 6.15 flight would not be going. And, of course, that's extremely upsetting, disruptive. And um, uh, the message I've heard so many times from people is um, uh, there was nobody to ask. They didn't help. They just sort of left us to our own devices. And finally, Simon, now that I have you here, uh, because you're a, you're a very well-known travel expert, are there any less well-known destinations out there that we could try to get away from these maddening crowds? Well, look, I'm telling everybody in GB, there's only one place to go for a holiday this year, and that's uh, Northern Ireland, of course, um, with the added Game of Thrones tour, as well as the other many attractions and the fantastic people. Uh, it's great that Derry Girls is uh, putting even more of uh, Northern Ireland on the map. Um, but apart from that, no, I, my, my favourite islands 
uh, more distant remain the Azores, which are increasingly easy to get to. And that is a throwback to easier times. Uh, very, very beautiful, very slow, very gentle, very um, good for just uh, remembering how great it is to be a traveller. Siobhan McGuire, Simon Calder, thank you very much. This episode of The Bell Tale was produced by myself, Kieran Dunbar, with sound design by Graham Davidson. The clips were from Virgin Media Television, RTE and News Talk. When you get an Irish independent digital subscription, you don't just get access to the news at your fingertips. For a limited time, you'll also receive a €75 O'Neill's gift card. So what are you waiting for? Get the whole kit and caboodle. Visit independent.ie forward slash subscribe today. Irish Independent. Terms and conditions apply.